Hello, world, and welcome to the next episode of Expect to Win. Again, I am your host, Lamar Thomas. I'm here. I have some very special guests with me today. Um, these guys, we got plenty of stories. I know we're not going to be able to cover it all in this little one one session, uh, but I know that these guys got some powerful things. They're some great, great men, great fathers, uh, great brothers, and they just do a lot for their communities, and we've all split up, um, but we've made it back together. We communicate. We get in there. Uh, we just can continue this fight. So I have with me, uh, I have my brother Lorenz. He's in Orlando. He's an operations manager. I have my brother Sherman, who is a uh, counselor for the Fairfax Juvenile. Then I got my brother Greg, that's the operations manager in Warner Robins of Retail. So first, we're going to start with Renz, man. Renz, tell the people, introduce yourself, because I know I didn't do you justice with your title. Um, but go ahead and introduce yourself. Let people know who you are. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, this is Lorenz Young. I'm, I'm actually, I, uh, you, if you, if, if, because one of my competitors was Fargo, so I say I work for American Express. Oh, I'm my Oh, uh, no, nah, man, you are good. Uh, uh, operations yeah. manager. Uh, I manage a team. Actually, I work virtually, so uh, it gives me an opportunity to have people really from all over the United States part of my team and uh, been able to coach, develop, help them create great experiences for our customers. All right. Good deal. Uh, Sherman, go ahead and introduce yourself. All right, yeah, he butchered my title. And Renzo, I, 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 <laughs> I, I bank with Wells Fargo, so we're gonna talk a little bit after that. We ain't gonna talk about my bank, but um, yeah, Sherman Thomas checking in, um, probation counselor. Um, right now, living in uh, Fairfax, Virginia, right outside DC, one suburb. Um, I'm working with the uh, Fairfax County Domestic Relations Juvenile Court. Um, been doing this probably for about two years now. Prior to that. Um, was a probation counselor for adults up here in Fairfax um, with the state, the Commonwealth. And uh, prior to that, just uh, worked with uh, violent offenders and anger management, uh, individuals, adults having to go through anger management, uh, dealing with offenders. So pretty much um, had my, 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 my hands in the criminal justice system, which is surprising me of those who know me. <laughs> um, yeah, for a couple, of, a couple of years now, so I'm able to reach back and uh, and just help out right now. Right now, I'm just dealing with the youth right now. So that that's pretty much it. Awesome, man. Uh, Greg, go ahead and introduce yourself. Can y'all hear me, Lamar? Yeah, we got you. We got you. All right, Greg Roberts, originally from Valdosta, Big Valdosta, GA. That's where I met y'all boys at. Um, with AT&T, you know, a proud father of three. Been with AT&T for uh, 10 years, so retail store manager. Um, art major in college. So I love the music, video games. That's what I'm doing right now. So <laughs> that's all I got for you, my boy. I got you, man. Appreciate it. Um, but I don't know if you guys could tell, but, you know, everyone pretty much has a, a, a different platform. Um, but I think we all still kind of pretty much move in the same direction and trying to help as many people as we can and continue to try to be the role models and fathers that, that we need to be for our kids. But I'm going to go ahead and jump right on in this thing now. I got a question, and I'll let you, any one of you could jump up and answer it, but, you know, I, I knew you guys before you matured to become that person that you are right now. Um, so I, I knew you, you know, in, in college when we was uh, becoming and beginning to figure things out, um, but there are some people now that are that are struggling with that transition from from trying to, you know, grow up and be mature and go on. So. Anybody got any insight that could help somebody that's actually going through that transition? We do have a young audience, some um, that that's actually about to go to college and then actually about to try to 
graduate college and move on. So anybody got any insight, uh, advice, um, somebody just, you know, covering some of the things that you've discovered in that transition? Oh, wow. Um, man, I, I was a knucklehead. Uh, I was the youngest there, man, man. Uh, and Gray do a shout-out. You know, he do a second. Savannah, Georgia, second in Seaport one time. Um, so <laughs> I, I would have to say, man, honestly, like when I talk to the youth now, um, pretty much everything is a carbon copy. Like when I see um, dealing with the courts, and, I mean, that's only like a small, like I'm, I'm thinking on the micro level of what I deal with. I don't deal with the, the, the macro, you know, as far as um, the individuals I deal with. They're coming from, um, they're coming from a lot of issues, especially up here. Um, um, being in, in the metropolitan D.C. area, we have a lot more issues that might not be prevalent um, in, let's say, Savannah or Valdosta or, or Tallahassee and so forth. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's not there. It just is it's prevalent in, 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 in households. So if I was to speak to, let's say, you know, this youth now, um, and, and, and we're looking at, we're talking about it like, you know, that's that about to go off to college. I, I, I would definitely say, you know, don't don't get so wrapped up in, the aspect of I need to go to school, get a degree, get a good job. Like right now, I would just say, you know, really start playing after life. Like how do you want to live and how you don't want to live? Like just do that list. And from there, decide on, okay, what are your interests? You got a dream, chase that dream. You have an interest, figure out a way to make money within that interest. I think the blueprint now is what was not, you know, so big then when we were in school was, you know, you have the internet. The internet kind of just blew everything up. You got YouTube University. You got all these other things, all these other platforms that can provide access and education for those individuals that are seeking it. So you really have to be a self-starter in, in today's society. Don't don't sit back and wait for someone to teach you. Go out there and and and, and if you have the drive, if if you want to be successful, then put it to use. You know, and and that's why I tell the youth now. Um, the biggest thing right now is, is trade. You know, we're we're so caught up in pushing our youth to go to school. You go to school, you get all, you know all the student loans and so forth. And guess what? You pay student loans for years. You know, trying Man. to pay back. I'm tell not talking down on it, but uh, you know, like if you like honestly, for me personally, you know, coming from Savannah, which is an industrial city. Um, me personally, trades, man. Go go to school, be an electrician, be a plumber, be something. You know, there's, there's nothing wrong with those with those trades, and they're they're those are the jobs that not only make you uh, a linchpin within society, but those are the jobs that aren't going anywhere. You know, you're not going to see those particular, you know, those those, those trades get, um, you know, uh, um, um, pushed out from other countries, you know, coming, you know, like you haven't compete with, you know, you, you, right. you become, uh, 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 you really become a, a linchpin within, you know, your community. So I, I think that that's what I, if I, if I had to give any, and what I do give kids advice, you know, that I come across, I'm like, Hey man, you know, college ain't for everybody. I get it. Trust me. I struggled through it. You know, you know, I had a praying mama that, that helped me out and paid for it. But, the thing is, you know, hey, if you if you're not on that avenue, but you know you want to make money, you got YouTube University, man. Figure it out. You know, we got some right. kids that they love to play video games. Hey, become a streamer. Figure out how to, you know, make you know get get to that point. You know, where you can become a Fortnite, the next black Fortnite ninja. Those great probably know what I'm talking about with that. But you know, these you know, 
it's all sorts of ways you can make money, legal money now, and not just the the quick, fast money that's going to, you know, end up where you can pay you can pay for Jordans and Cigarellos. And I agree with you there, Sherman. And see, me, um, coming from Valdosta, I came up with a, a different kind of upbringing, you know, and just for the youth. Like, I came up, you know, <clears throat> real poor, uh, wondering, you know, you know, where my next meal is going to come from and wondering what type of future, you know, may hold for me, my brothers, you know, and everybody like that. But um, one thing, one advice that I would get to the kids is, like, I always used to live with the glass halfway uh, full. That's the way I used to always look at things with a positive um, positive outlook for the simple fact that no matter how hard, you know, something is, there's always somebody who got it a little harder than you. And yeah. so th- and that's what kept me with this hustle mentality and this mentality that I want to see pretty much kind of like what the brighter side of things look like. So I did, it just put I put my mind to it. You know, me and my brother was the first two to go to college and graduate, as far as like graduating college. And then from there, you know, I look back at my life now. Now, you know, I've been with a Fortune three company, you know, and I'm a I'm a store manager of of one of the busiest stores in Georgia South Carolina market. And I'm thinking about I was that kid that would never ever be able to step foot in an AT and T, you know. And so I try, and that's what I teach my kids now. You know, work hard. Um, always, always look for the, 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 the you know, the, the open door and mm-hmm. just put everything you got into everything. I mean, I got right now my older son, he actually is um, probably one of the smartest um, students at Bethune-Cookman, 4.0 GPA. I mean, that guy's doing some real, real, real big things. I mean, and it's just any, any, any if any, you know, body's on here struggling with what they want to do with themselves as far as like with life and everything, always grab a mentor. You know, yeah. um, you know what I'm saying. Um, be an entrepreneur. Get outside and do something to, to bring in money, like Sherman said, the right way. Because I mean, me and my brother, we used to sell frozen cups. We used to sell them cinnamon toothpicks. You know, <laughs> anything to try to make something. You know, and from there, yeah, that right. kept me with this mentality to, to succeed. So that's what I got, Lamont. You know. Well, well, the thing, the thing that I want to jump in on that is, um, you know, we we spoke about. I had someone in a previous podcast talked about. You know, this generation now, they have so much in their hand that, that you know, they, they get complacent and lazy, but mm-hmm. they just don't realize that society is really trying to phase them out by the, the cash registers at Walmart, you know, all the self-checkouts. You know, they they taking down the, the ones where the people are there, and they replacing them with the machines and the computers. Um, and you can see the similar trend in McDonald's. You know, hey, you could go and order, you know, they're getting rid of those people you know, and they and they phasing them out. But those jobs, those trades, the people to make the computers, the people to program, you know, there are things that are still out there, but you just got to go get it. So, I mean, I think you guys hit some hit some, hit some hard things. But uh, when you mentioned that your son was at Bethune-Cookman, um, that, that made me think about the, the, the argument or the debate that was, uh, I don't know if you guys heard it on the Breakfast Club, you know, shout out to the Breakfast Club. Uh, but, when uh, Killer Mike and DJ Envy was fussing about private school and public school, yeah, you know? yeah, 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 you heard something. You remember that? Yeah. Um, yeah I now I know none of you guys been to private schools like that, but do you think that those students now, our generation, because you you know you have a you have a a big push for charter schools, do you think that that makes a big difference for them? Um, you know whether they go to private school or public school. I mean, it's. Killer Mike is one of my, he doesn't know it, but he's one of my mentors. So it's, it's, 
it's a little weird for me to even follow up on on that. But to speak on that, though, for the sake of the uh, of the podcast, um, one of the biggest things that's happening right now, like within within my hometown, within Savannah, is that we have a mass exodus of 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 inter- of black kids, of of African American kids from the public schools, and they're going to the private schools, the same private schools that when I was growing up. Um, they not necessarily wouldn't allow you, but that that experience that you're going to get, you you were, you, it was like okay, in order for you to go to this school, uh, or the black kids went to this school, they had money. Their family came, their their families came for money. I remember being in Jack and Jill um, and other organizations, the Teens on Target uh, back home. Um, I don't know if, if any of listeners listeners know about that, but the TV show. I remember my mom put me on that TV show and. Some of the the youth that I were that I was in these organizations with went to these private schools, and you know some of the stories they would tell me and just their demeanor, um, it was kind of the the leader the, the the elitist let's just say that mentality. That's not to take any shots at them or anything like that, but I think right now within my city, I can only speak for my city now, is that you have these private schools that are basically now going to the public schools and recruiting one athlete. You know, yeah. to to so that they can you know boost their 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 um, athletic program. Athletic program. You yeah. know, we that that that's that's typically you know that that's 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 the pimp move right now that we right. see. Um, and and then you you have you know the 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 everyday you know working class black family that's saying, hey, you know what, I want my child to get this education, a better education, so I'm going to send them to the private school. Um, me, my wife went to private school. And me personally, I went to, you know, I went to public school. Um, shout out to Alpha Eli Beach High School, you know, in Savannah, Georgia. Um, man, some crazy folks over there at Beach High School. Yeah, man. Hey, look, 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 y'all are, <laughs> like, y'all do It's a new me, man. Come on, trying to remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, um, man. I, I think the biggest thing now is that that, that experience, I'm going to be honest, that experience I got in, in public school, you know, there's nothing like it. You're, you you're, you're, you, you, we, we shouldn't necessarily just look at private school as a savior, um, but right. I definitely agree that you have to, you know, be cautious about what public schools you send your children to. One of the reasons why I live in the suburbs of, of Northern Virginia and not the suburbs of Maryland is because of the schools. You know, right. um, public schools. Hold are on, here. hold on, right quick, Sharon. Your frat brother don't phone died. Let me add Greg back. Hold on. Okay, let's. Greg, Greg playing video games. Greg, you back? Yes, sir. Sorry about that, guys. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. How, how you work the AT&T and your phone go dead? <laughs> I just want to know. How does that Valid happen, point. Bro? Valid point. He's not representing you know AT&T very well. <laughs> you should have all the gadgets. I don't think I'm going to do that now because they're going to go dead in the middle of the podcast every single time. <laughs> but, man, you know, not to go with TNT. <laughs> Look, to get it to get us back on that though, because you know I'm a principal of an alternative school, a public school. Um, yeah. You know, I my the thing is because of the way I was raised and and the fact that I didn't have anything, um, and the fact that we did have a poor mentality. And my brother did tell me that poor means passing over opportunities regularly. Y'all will get that later. But poor, yeah. you you know, just just having a poor mentality. And now my purpose is to try to get more people out of that mentality. So my school, you know, I, I work extremely hard at trying to, to breathe life into people that's living in these these uh, critical cultures. 
You know, he, yeah. and y'all know what I'm. T- you know, you got him in Savannah. I know Greens. You know, you got family in Miami, so I know you know about that. Right. And Greg, right. you got people here in Dodge. I mean, you know, you know us, us. You know, not the name any particular brand, but us. You know, struggle sometimes getting out of the culture. And, if, and when we have the few that have a little money and they run away, what happens to those kids that's left behind? You know what I'm saying? What What happens to those those kids that that have no choice but to be in the, the public school? Um, so I'm on both ends, and I think private schools are great, but I think it has to be a blend of, of something if we're going to truly, you know what I'm saying, be what we was meant to be. If we're going to truly try to help everybody, educate everybody, we gotta we got to put more in, into those schools. Um, you know, and, you know. And, and, and I'll chime in a little bit here. I know I've been, you know, sitting back and observing and just listening. Uh, but, you know, one of the things that I that I noticed just with the move with public schools nowadays is that, you know, they're they're putting so many kids in a classroom. I mean, just I'll give you an example. Uh, so the, the school my daughter went to down here in Sanford, uh, they had easily over 3,500 kids that attended this high school. Um, and I know, you know, me and LT, went to, we went to high school together. I think, what, in a high school period, we may have had, what, 600 kids, maybe 700 in, in, a, in, in the entire school at Kendrick right. High School in Columbus. So yeah. I think that's – and then the, so what happens is you, you get all these kids and you get so many of them that just don't care. And then I think you also grab those teachers that just don't care. So then you have a classroom that just doesn't care. Uh, so I think, you know, one direction that a lot of um, the, the public schools are making is that they're, they're building in, kind of going back to what Sherman was talking about, they're building in these trades, like, for instance, health academies or maybe like a shop program. And when, they, when the kids actually graduate, they graduate, you know, maybe as a, as a, as a CNA or they graduate, you know, learning how to actually fix a car. Um, and also I think what that does, it also brings in the, the interest of those kids that may not want to go to go to college, right? They can actually graduate and immediately start going, working in an auto body shop or I think one of the, the newer classes they have now is uh, uh, audio or not audio, uh, aviation mechanic, uh, where they're working mm-hmm. on planes and learning how to work on planes. So it's just I think yeah. that's what public schools have to continue to offer. Uh, and yeah. then also I think the other thing that public schools have to offer in order to be competitive is they're going to have to <clears throat> excuse me, find those kids that just really don't want to be there and maybe get them some guidance, get them some help, get them some support and try to figure out, you know, how can they keep a hold of them as opposed to let them just kind of fall to the street. Okay, yeah. but I want to I want to go in this one before Greg phone died, the AT&T store manager. It's coming. You know it's uh, coming now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um but he was saying that, you know, we we actually move, you know, we people people lives can be changed because we move to a different neighborhood so that we can go to a particular school. Okay, but do do you think that that weakens the individual? Because I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you guys. All of y'all didn't didn't have silver spoons in your mouth. Now, you know you were you were there and you had to go through the bullying. You know you had to you had to learn how to deal with those individuals in those public schools, and that made you the the leader and the boss that you are today. So right. I'm saying yeah. if we just take those kids and we we uh, put them in this bubble and say, hey, we're gonna put you over here with all these. Uh, excellent students. Yes, your academics probably will excel. Yes, you might be able to be, you know, certified to go to Yale or Harvard, but how are you going to deal with this uh, unruly employee when you become a boss? You know, how are you going to deal with this customer that just won't do right? So I'm saying I think that our upbringing, the fact that we didn't have anything, it made us it made us stronger, you know, like Greg was talking about, you know, 
him out here selling cinnamon toothpicks, you know what I'm saying? Now he's selling cell phones. You went from selling toothpicks <laughs> to cell phones. I mean, you know, so, I, you know, I think it's a balance in it. So, you know, I just don't want all my people to think that if I move to a certain neighborhood, that's going to make everything okay. No, but, but at the same time, too, Lamar, I think that's a balance because I think if, like, back when I was growing up, it was real, real hard. And luckily, we did have, like, the apartments that we stayed in, um, the projects, we did have a um, the, pro- the uh, property manager start mentoring, like, a lot of the guys. And so that kind of helped, helped me go in the right direction. It's, it's when my dad came and got us is when me and John, like, kind of turned around because <clears throat> I think what it was, a lot of kids that's in the situation like what I was in, if, if the parents don't care at home and then yeah. the teachers don't care, you know, at school, because, you know, from being, for, for different reasons, maybe underpaid, maybe like what Rand said, too many students in the classroom that they can't get intimate with one or two students that truly can, can, can use that. And then, you know, a lot of times they pass those kids right on up. Those kids, a lot of times they'll graduate from high school, can't read. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, the Internet just run everything. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got, you got, I mean, I'm not cussing enough, but you got sex on the Internet that's teaching these kids. You got YouTube teaching the kids. You know, like even right now, what, what we do when we get in the car and we got our kids in the back seat or something, we, we hand them a phone or an iPad to keep them busy, you know. And so that's what's teaching the youth today. And I don't know, man, I, I like, if I could have went to a private school, I probably would have still turned out the same way. Public school just taught me how to intermingle with, with the real world, if, if that makes sense. Right. So, yeah. so with, me, with me, with me personally, let, let, let me chime in. I don't remember if you want to say something or not, but um, let, let, let me chime real quick. So, yeah. I'm a, I'm a firm believer. Like like you guys have been to Savannah, you see what it is. My and I, I I would be a a a, a fool to get on to anyone's platform and say that I had it rough. I did not. I had a, a working mother. I had a father that was in my life. So I was ten years old. He passed away. Um, the United States Postal Service provided a lot for me. Uh, uh, Chatham County Public Schools provided a lot for me and my brother. Um, I, I and and I had a great support system. I think that's what is missing now. Is that we we're looking at it from a standpoint of all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my child into in this environment, and this is gonna be better. But what's going on at home? See, it starts at home. You know, like when that child goes off to school, you have to make sure that everything that you've given them, all the tools you've given them, all the training that you've given them at home, is gonna keep them safe. Is gonna keep them prepared. Is gonna is gonna keep them ahead of the of the learning curve. And when they come home, whatever it is that needs to be worked on, like a car, you know, hey, I need, I need to, re, I need to, you know, to recalibrate this. We're going to recalibrate you so that when you go back out into the world, that you're, you're going to run smoothly. And I think that's what we're missing now as parents, that we're, we're looking at society to, to, to educate our children, society to, 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 to gauge our children's success. And what that teacher's going to do is to say, oh, well, such and such, yeah, they're doing good, but you know what? You know, the teacher might just let them slide through like you guys say. They got, you know, 20 other kids they got to work with, you know. Um, the teacher might say, you know, well, such and such is a behavior problem. Well, it's not that such and such is a behavior problem. Little Johnny is not a behavior problem. It's that you have, little Johnny is not adapted to your teaching, teaching style. So that's what's going on right now that, that, you know, public schools are quick to label kids, especially our kids, you know, 
and say that such and such is, a, is, is like ADHD. You know, they need to get on some medication or something like that. You know, right. and, 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 and to me, that's, that's, doing, that's doing a disjustice for our children. So it really starts at home. You know, I think Greg, Greg said it best. Like he said, you know, it's the environment they, that, that he was in, the environment that him and his brother, you know, John, you know, grew up in, it wasn't all, you know, it wasn't all roses. And none of us grew up in those environments. I know me personally, my household was like the, the hub. You know, kids came, they knew that they could play basketball. They knew that my mom, because my mom taught public school and, and, and taught most of them. So these dope boys and these, these, these hoodlums, they respected my mom. So guess what? They was, I got a pass. Yeah, right. this doesn't mean that, that I was going to be able to run with him. It's like, nah, that, you know, nah, that's his Thomas son. So, we, you know, nah, he good. So I got a pass. But I'm in slap dab in the middle of all these temptations. And, you ha- and, and luckily I made the, the wise choices and choices that the negative choices I did make, I didn't get caught for. So statue of limitations up on them. <laughs> so I ain't going to talk about them. I know that's <laughs> right. <laughs> but so, I think it really starts at home, man. It really, you know, it really starts at home. I know all but, of us have... have 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 I know, myself, Renzo, and Greg. We have you know teenage kids. My my daughter just turned eighteen this past uh, Tuesday. You know, man, man y'all old. Look, yeah, For man, sure. Old. Hey, <laughs> I don't even have my son is twenty one. <laughs> wow, yeah, y'all yeah, old. Huh? We just we just jumped off the porch a little bit earlier. That's all. <laughs> That's all. That's all. <laughs> hey, but 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 real quick, let me let me let me chime in on something because I know Sherman said it starts at home, but I. I even personally think it starts even back further. And, and you know, I, I know, you know, LT, man, I, I know, you know, your grandmother and, you know, my grandmother and, um, you know, just all of our grandparents, I'm sure, you know, they, they had the center of the kind of their center of their life was, was the Bible. So I'm going to go back a little bit, a little bit even further, right? Is that, yeah, it starts at home, but also I think it starts with, with Christ, right? If you just think about, you know, in, in back in when we were growing up, like all of our parents and grandparents, they, they, they really kept God first and they kept, um, you know, like really, they, it's just the, 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 just the order, right? And I, and I think about, and I think about just the, the order of, of man, I think about the order of this structure and what happens is, and I'm not saying no knock on, on any single, single mom out there because I think our single moms work hard. I think they bust their butt. I think they, they put in a lot of work. But at the end of the day, a single mom isn't a dad. A single mom can't be a father they can't be there so when the man's out of place and you think about if you, if you just think about the order of, of the bible you got christ man and then woman and i know that may be a little bit controversial but that's it's the truth right um it's it's and when that man's out of place and when that man's out of assignment i think that's what causes a lot of problems uh and then i think it even goes back a little bit further i think christ is out of place because it's not in so many many homes uh like it used to be at some point yeah there's a lot of people that go to church and 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 again, you know, and and I'm not trying to be controversial. I'm not trying to um, start anything. But ultimately, I want people to think about it as really, you know, bringing back God as the head of the house, and then bringing that man into the mix. And not saying that you have to be with that man, but every child needs a father, whether it's a girl or or, or a boy, and that order and that structure and that discipline. Right. Well, that's right, I agree with that. It's huge now, and you know, like I said, I'm the principal of the school, so I deal with it on a day-to-day basis, man. And and one of the messages that I try to preach to my kids a lot is just that don't let your circumstances control you. You could choose to be different. So the, right. just because they label you with certain things, just because Uncle Bubba and 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 you know what I'm saying or whatever, 
Uh, you know, because you know you got a lot of click stuff now. You know, they call them, they try to say the games, but all games not games. Some some groups are clicks. You know, everybody got right. little high school clicks and everything now. Um, you know, but I understand how you want to fit in, but you also got to know that you were meant and, and to do something way better. So I'll be trying to, you know, choices. So what I want to do now, though, because I'm just getting started because my kids are three and eight, and I know you guys got teenagers. Y'all y'all jumped off the porch a little earlier. Um, I'm trying to figure out the best way to say it. But how do you, I guess, teach your kids or train them up? Because I know some of the things that I know some of the things that y'all witnessed. I know some of the things that y'all have done. So it's like, all right, how do you try to give them the foundation so that they can be better than you? Because I know that's a lot of of things that I do. The reason I moved to the house I moved to is for my kids. The reason I work as hard as I do is because of, and and they spoil. And but I'm trying to spoil them. I suppose that's what I'm trying to do because I didn't have it, but I do want it to be a balance because I don't want to handicap them. You know that mm-hmm. when they get older that they can't they can't function. So how do you balance that little thin line between being disciplined and being the, the loving father trying to provide things that you didn't have? So it's. It, Go ahead, Randall. Um, I guess, um, okay. I, so I got three kids, all of them seven years apart. I got a 21, 14, and a seven-year-old. And um, one of the things that, I, especially with my oldest son, when I first started off with him, I, show, I, I somewhat, like what I was talking about earlier about that whole mentorship, that whole um, trying to lead them in the right direction, I, I somewhat showed him, like, where I began and, and, and put him in that situation as far as, like, so he can understand, hey, this is where I begin, but this is where I can end up. I mean, this is where I ended up. Um, if you go down some of the paths that a lot of my homeboys and friends and people that I, and family members that I grew up with, there's only sometimes two choices, either jail or, or death. And so just, just showing him, you know, love thy neighbor, treat people like you want to be treated. You know, like I said, I'm a very positive person. I love to love people. I don't really like to fuss, even though I will fuss, but I just teach him, hey, I want you to be better than what I was, and I and you know I come and I work hard and harder every day just to see, because I want to see them make it, so they won't have to struggle like I did, and especially like my daughter. So I think about her the most. Um, like you said, LT, knowing what we don't came through, knowing what we don't did, you know, and she's in that whole digital, that whole internet world right now where you don't really even go outside and play like you used to, you know. Everything is video games or phones and all that type of stuff. And so I watch what she watch. You know, I tell her what's bad. I, um, and I ask a lot of questions, too, you know, because I'm not, I'm not around her all the time, but I ask a lot of questions because we all know that, you know, the devil is all around us at all times. And, and, it, and it closes in so fast when you least expect it. And so, you know, and so that's what I talk to her about. And I, and I tell her, I say, hey, like I ask her questions like, hey, when you went such and such, did someone ask you to sit on their lap or um, did any little guys try to talk to you today? You know, I want you to be um, a doctor one day or I want you to be the best whatever you want to be, you know, and just always give a positive reinforcement, positive, you know, high five her, hug all the time when she do good stuff, you know, chest ties when she do bad stuff. And then, you know, like my daddy used to do me, sit me down. Sometimes I would rather get the whooping. Then the lecture that came, you know, after the whooping, I was like, just give me a whooping and let me go about my business instead of the speech. You know, I, I catch myself always giving her the speech, trying to teach her right from wrong and showing her consequences. Because if we don't show them consequences, 
They won't know. They'll try to find out for themselves, man. Yeah. Sam, you was about to say something? Yeah, I think, um, like, my, my my age gap is a little different. Um, it was wild, irresponsible Sherman, 18-year-old, married, father, you know, all the above, five- and one-year-old. So with with my son, like, with my daughter, she, sit, she lives in, you know, with, with her grandmother in Savannah. So parenting from a distance definitely was a challenge. Um, I think at first I was trying to overcompensate because she would still come in and spend uh, summers and, and, and holidays with me, uh, regardless of where. And I think one of the biggest things sometimes that I told myself was is that when, when I had my oldest, I was not going to put any other female around her. And that's something that, you know, we like. I, that's a conscious decision I made. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put in as much. My my daughter's not gonna be a thought hours as possible, and and that's what I did. And even when you know I got married, I made sure that the woman I married was accepting of my daughter. And trust me, I dated plenty of women, and and, and even though you know they were they taught a good game, they didn't necessarily you know um, have that 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 quality that was missing. And and thank God for for providing my 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 wife and 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 and, and my best friend, you know, to me. And now is that like even even with my my youngest um, daughter, who's one, and my son is five, you know, living up here. Uh, my daughter loves coming up here because it's different, you know, to her. You know, she's like, oh man, it's a bigger city. And y'all have this, and y'all have that, and you know, I, I, I like Greg is saying, you know, I'm in her ear about like, hey, you know, um, be careful on this, and you know, what's going on with that, and you know, meeting, you know, I, I know I met a young man that he didn't make the cut, thank God, but uh, <laughs> I met a young man over the Christmas break, you know, that was that was attending Savannah State. Hopefully, is this young man his? I'm sorry, dude, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, he, you know. Just having those conversations with her, um, and 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 realizing my parenting style, I, I need to be more laid back, and that's why I started doing. And and it took guess what? It took about twelve years for me to figure that out. You know, so twelve years of distant parenting, I finally figured it out. Hey, you know what? My parenting style is just allowing you to to to, to make a mistake, still putting in your ear like, nah, I don't think you should do that. But allowing to make my mistake, and one of my favorite catchphrases, by all means, fathers who hear this, one of the things I say is like, "Hey, what did we learn?" That's it. You know, what did we learn? Well, what happened? What went wrong? So let, let's let, let's rethink this. Let me let me let me help you process this decision that you made that clearly did not have the outcome that you thought it was going to have. Now, fast forwarding with my son, it's a little different, right? My daughter, once again, grown up in Savannah. My son, grown up in in the suburbs of Northern Virginia. Guess what? He is into equestrian sports at five years old. Guess what? Yes, my son rides horses. I'm putting him <laughs> into every single thing that I did not have the opportunity to. And the reason why is because I wanted to have that different exposure. But once again, I'm going to bring it back. Like, at home, he gets all the, 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 the schooling. He gets all of the affection and love that we we provide. You know, like, we're all – I stay on my son. It's like – because my son is like a, a, a carbon copy of me, and that's scary. So I have to stay on him, you know, and he's fearless, which is a good thing. So I'm trying to, 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 to model that 
and to cha- you know to channel that um, that fearless thinking into a positive direction. I don't have a book to this. I'm literally you know just flying off the seat of my my my, my the, the the edge of my seat on this parenting style. I did not read Doctor Spot books or nothing like that. You're talking to somebody right now that taught their their my oldest. I taught her how to count by playing blackjack. I'm a very unconventional parent, but guess what? It worked. <laughs> it definitely, definitely worked. Um, so I, I I would definitely just say you know just just be open. Realize that you know um, with kids, you know everyone's different. Like my my the difference between my daughter and my son night and day. You know the difference between my my youngest daughter and my my son night and day kids are different. So you have to approach them differently. So just be open to, you know, um, wanting to have it to adapt, um, you know, not necessarily, you know, and, and I say this, I, I, I give parents the same advice I give anyone that asks me about marriage. Don't take anyone's advice. You know, you know your child, you know, like it's, it's been okay. I like a suggestion, but you know your child, you know, be nurturing, be caring, um, see those good positive, uh, positive attributes in your child. Speak speak life into them instead of you know getting down on them as as much because you know you build your child's um, ego, you build your child's self esteem, and if you break that, because society's gonna break that, especially for our young black kids. Society's gonna break that self esteem. Society's gonna break that courage. That that's 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 what's happening. That's what it's designed to do. It's designed to break the weak. So you have to make sure that you instill that, you know, times 10. I, I tell my daughter this, and I'm going to tell my son and my youngest, you know, when they get of age, like, you have to take yourself twice as serious as, you know, as anything else. So if you say I'm going to keep it 100, guess what? When you're talking to somebody, you got to keep it 200. You say I'm in this 100%, you got to be 200%. You, you have to be committed to it. You have to double it up. You have to realize that society is here to break you. Society is here to to say that you are not good enough. Society is here to say that you're not smart enough. So you have to have that that confidence and that courage. And as parents, is for us to make sure that we instill that and we continue to refuel that. We continue to nurture that. We continue to help that grow. You know, so that we can prepare them and and, and so that you know they they are um, the best they can be when they step out the door. Awesome, Renz. You got a, a daughter that's in college now, right? Yeah, yeah. eighteen so. years old, man. Eighteen years old and freshman in college, uh, doing well down in Florida Atlantic. Shout out to Michaela. Um, and you know, a couple things. I actually wrote down three things that uh, I think both myself and Ebony we've done as we've tried to raise uh, Michaela. <clears throat> One is staying active. The you know, I, I truly believe that as children have idle minds and just, you know, they don't have anything to do, um, you know, really that creates those, 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 those vibes that we don't want and we want to stay away from. So I know, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the things that Michaela enjoyed, she really enjoyed cheerleading. So you know, she was involved in year-round cheer, cheerleading uh, where she was traveling. She was able to, you know, just go do some different things. Uh, not only that, she was able to just be a part of a team learning how to work together as a team. I think those are some things that team sports teach, um, you know, how to win, how to lose. And then when you actually achieve something big, uh, and one of the things that she did was won the summit. And if, most, if you don't know what cheerleading is about, to win the summit, it's almost like winning the, the World Series or winning the NBA Finals or the Super Bowl to a cheerleader. So uh, that was a huge, you know, huge accomplishment for her. And 
this happened probably two years ago, and she's she's home this weekend. And one, she still wears a summit ring that she won, and then two, she talks about the summit like it's yesterday. I mean, so just those types of things. Um, you know, find out what your kid wants, what they like, what they like to do, uh, whether it's play basketball, run track, shoot soccer—not uh, shoot soccer, shoot basketball. Um, you know, once they know and they learn something they have passionate about, just keep them active. Uh, keep them, keep them at it. I think again, you know, between school and, and extracurricular activity is enough to keep them going. The other thing I'll say is lead by example. Uh, as parents, you know, we we all make decisions, sometimes good decisions, sometimes bad decisions. So when we when we do lead by example, what I mean by that is, you know, one of the things that, you know, my, uh, my wife Eben and I, we do, we, we work with Pop Warner um, here, in, here in the Sanford area, and we don't have kids in the program. So it's really just showing Michaela how to give back to her community and continue to just nurture the kids in something that we enjoy doing. Like I know I'm, I have a passion for football, uh, and Ebony, she she likes working with the girls with cheerleading and dance and all that stuff there. Um, so, it's, again, it's just showing our daughter how to lead by example, how to give back to the community. And we do this Pop Warner thing. I mean, if anybody knows, it's pretty much a year-round deal because I'm the commissioner and Ebony is the cheer coordinator, so we pretty much oversee and run the whole operation. Uh, but not only that, you know, maybe – Waking up on Thanksgiving, you know, going going to a soup kitchen, doing some volunteer work, or or just really, you know, just showing them exactly what it means to be a leader and and just be an adult. And I think the last thing, and this is probably the most important piece, is um, you know, if, as a, if you're if you're working with your kids, you know, I always say, I always tell Michaela this all the time, is that you know we can do friend like things, but I'm not your friend. Um, so when I mean by do friend like things, I mean like first of all, I think uh, Ebony the, probably the best invention that that Michaela and Ebony have is this whole FaceTime deal because you know even though Michaela's in college three hours away down in Boca uh, at Florida Atlantic, they use FaceTime every single day, probably two or three times, if not more than that, and they get to kind of communicate. And I can tell you, when we were in college, guys, we didn't know what FaceTime was. Your parents dropped you off, and, and they and they took off, and you probably saw them what during Christmas. Thanksgiving, spring break, those are probably your your, your opportunities. But you know, probably really not spring spring break at all. <laughs> so, you know, the the biggest thing is, you know, just do you know, be be a friend to your child and, and I use the word friend in a very loose way because I think that's also can be a, a harm because so many people today try to be friends and it's and I'm not when I say be friends, I'm not saying, Hey girl, where you let's let's go out to the club and let's hang together. No, not that type of friend, but you got to be able to communicate and talk and know what's going on just as if you are best friends. Uh, but then you also got to know how to be a parent and be able to how to discipline them and, and, and be able to love on them and be able to, to make sure they're, that you're giving them guidance. So if I had to summarize three things, like I said, keep them active, lead by example, do friend-like activities. So in a way you're a friend with them, but you're, they also know the difference between friend and parent. Man, you guys dropped it. Dropped it down, so I know that That's you awesome. you helped help me. You know, what I'm saying gave me a lot, uh, but I'm gonna be a, a a man of my word. I'm gonna take it, take care of your time. So we're getting to the end of it. So what we're probably gonna have to do is I'm probably gonna have to set up and do another one, um, so we could talk about some of these funny stories, man. And I know if you're listening, <clears throat> I could promise you I could probably get these guys on again, and they could just cut jokes on each other and make you laugh and almost you're going to have to pull off to the side of the road because these guys are witty, they funny, 
Um, and and that was my college, you know, saying life. You know, we spent hours. I, you know, we didn't have the internet and the FaceTime, but we sat there and laughed and laughed and laughed. Uh, you know, and and I don't even know how we was able to go to class and do any work, man. I just because I remember just sitting around laughing so much. Right. Uh, but I really, really enjoyed it. But what I want to do, though, so, again, I'm going to probably schedule another one so that we could we could get on some of that stuff and do a little bit. We was real serious this time, uh, and, and I'm really thankful that, that I've been able to experience both sides of you, you know, from, from the college laughing, you know, carefree young man trying to make it to now you are a man and you are making it. You know, just from the outside looking in, I'm going to say all three of you, you are doing some great things for your community. You're doing some awesome things for your household. You're doing some awesome things for your family that you're raising. Uh, and, and it's truly an asset for your family and to, to have a, a rock like you there. All right, but before I let you go, I do want you to give you a platform. If you have anything that you would like to share, um, you know, somebody may be driving to work, somebody may be leaving work, somebody might be working out, you know. Uh, it could be something that somebody needs to hear. So go ahead and drop you a nugget for the day, and then I'll wrap it up, and then I'll let y'all go. Uh, let's go with you, Sherm. You got a nugget, Sherm? You got something you want to drop? <laughs> man, um, not really, man. Just, just, y'all just stay positive, man. Just, just you know, a hater going to hate. That's what their job is. Let them hate. Y'all just stay positive. You know, on, on another note, like I said, with the kids, um, just continue to pour into them. Um, if, if, you, if, if, if you cannot be that mentor for your child, by all means, please find a mentor within the community. There are all forms and all sorts of organizations that are out there. I think Rand said it best, you know, just keep your child active. And by all means, as parents, you need to stay active as well, um, whether it be a healthy mind or a healthy body. Let's just continue to work on it. And uh, let's, let's try to live and see 2020. Awesome, man. Greg, you got anything? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> just always remember that trouble don't last always. And always try to be better than you was the day before. I mean, like like Sherm said, to always think positive. Always have that, that outlook that what I'm going through, like I said earlier, what I'm going through, somebody could be going through something even worse. So, you know, just always strive, always strive to, to, to come out of anything that you win and always be a mentor to somebody. Gotcha. Awesome, man. Ren, you got anything? Yeah, I actually got two things real quick. One is, and, and I think people should remember this, and, and actually this one just kind of triggered when Greg said be a mentor to somebody, is that just, just, just you never know when somebody's watching and somebody's looking at you. Um, so even when you think you're not a mentor, you, you could be. Um, so I'm going to leave you with this quote here. Uh, this is from Martin Luther King. He says, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't crawl, I'm sorry, if you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. So I challenge everybody that's listening to this podcast and that can hear my voice, just, you know, really think about that for a moment and just keep moving forward, keep working hard, and every day is going to be something that you want to look forward to and, and, and you know, just get better. It is, man. Well, mine um, last year in 2018, I had a thing, you know, I used to always close with take advantage of two. Um, that's your time, words, and opportunity, you know, because once they're gone, they're gone. So while you got a chance, you know, you got to take advantage of your time. Um, you got to make sure you, you're cautious and take advantage of the words that you speak. 
And then you also have to take advantage of the opportunities that come before you because, you know, you don't get them all the time. Um, but now in 2019, I've changed that. And now my message is you got to be obsessed with your opportunity. Um, I think Sherman alluded to it earlier. You know, you, you gotta, you gotta double that. You know, you can't be 100 in. Now we got to be 200. You know, if, if you're going to make it, if you're going to do it, you're going to have to kind of be obsessed with it. Uh, because if not, if you're just motivated to do it, that motivation runs out. You know, maybe it starts raining or it's too cold or it's too hot or I don't like this person, so I just kind of stop. But if you really want to change, if you really want to make a difference, then you're going to have to be obsessed with it. It has to be that or bust. If you're not first, you're last. you got to go in with, I expect to win everything. So i got to be obsessed with trying to make it through those goals. And I think that if you create that type of mentality, if you're positive, um, get around other people, iron sharpens iron, get around people that have the same positive mindset, then I think that nothing, I mean, nothing can stop you from getting what you want to get. All right? It ain't going to be easy. You know, it's going to be a little tough, but I promise you, if you get obsessed with that thing and you get your mind focused on where you're trying to go and keep pushing, uh, old athletic terms, stay low and keep your feet moving, you know, never give up. So if you stay low, keep your feet moving, great things are going to happen. I appreciate you joining us today. God bless you. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Expect to Win podcast. We would love your feedback to help us grow. You can reach out to us at expecttowin365 at gmail.com. You can search for us on Facebook at win, win, win. It will pull right up. We're also on Twitter. We appreciate your support. If you got us on podcast, go ahead and share us and like us um, and give us a few stars and let us know how we did. Thank you.